This is a Soulfire production. Welcome to my channel. I'm your host, Christina. I'm an intuitive channel, 7D healer, business mentor, and manifestation expert. On this podcast, we discuss how to tap into your intuitive gifts, manifest the life you want, create a kick-ass business in flow, and take a holistic approach to health and wellness. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at ChristinaTheChannel and on my website, ChristinaTheChannel.com. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have an incredible guest, someone who I think most of you are familiar with, someone who I was really excited to chat with, and that is Elizabeth April. If you're not familiar with Elizabeth April, she is a cosmic intuitive channeler. She dives deep into so many amazing topics that we touch on here as well like spiritual awakening, cosmic disclosure, quantum physics. And she's been channeling the Galactic Federation of Light for a while. And this year, the GFL started trending and, you know, there's been more information disclosed, which is really exciting. And she's definitely somebody to go to if you're interested in the GFL. I know a lot of people are talking about the Galactic Federation, but she's been channeling them for a while and she's an incredible channel. I was really excited to uh, chat with another channel and, you know, we tune into kind of different things, but one of the reasons why I really love her is because she has a very grounded approach, which is similar to me. And I know for me, as I've gone deeper into spirituality, there's just a lot of people that I don't necessarily resonate with. And she is somebody that I really do resonate with. And I love that she talks about a lot of topics that many people are afraid to cover, but she really uses her voice to express what's coming through. And she explains things really well. I think she explains some very in-depth topics in a really, really great way. So I really appreciate that. And yeah, it was just so much fun for me to chat with another channel. And I know a bunch of you already saw this interview because I posted it early. I posted it early in the membership in the channel collective and got a ton of great feedback. So I can't wait for you to listen. We talk about the GFL, awakening symptoms, discernment, grounding, illness. We get into all sorts of topics. So I'm really excited for you to hear this one. You can find more from Elizabeth on YouTube. If you search Elizabeth April on YouTube, you will find her. Also, her Instagram is elizabeth.april and on her website, elizabethapril.com. Really excited for you to hear this one. So enjoy this conversation with Elizabeth April. I have been on the hunt for the best magnesium supplement for a long, long time. The majority of the population is deficient in magnesium and there are so many different types of magnesium, but the problem is a lot of them aren't that easily absorbed. And even when I was a practitioner, I really struggled with this of finding just the best supplement out there. And for the last year, I was on the hunt for a magnesium that was in a powder form that had really high quality ingredients. And of course, Ned came in to save the day. I truly felt like this was divine timing. Like it was so perfect, but they came out with their mellow magnesium. And if you haven't tried it yet, you got to get your hands on it. This is the best 
magnesium supplement I've ever tried. It's in a powdered form with no sketchy ingredients like a lot of the other magnesium powders out there. It is designed for optimal absorption and it's a blend of three forms of chelated magnesium plus L-theanine, GABA, and over 70 trace minerals. Magnesium supports over 300 essential functions in the body and about 75% of Americans are deficient just because of our soil, our food supply, and deficiencies can lead to mood disorders, sleep problems, muscle cramps, and malabsorption issues. Ned's Mellow Magnesium helps to support your memory, your mood, brain function, your stress response, sleep, energy, and nerve and muscle health. Mellow includes magnesium threonate, which is the only form of magnesium shown to permeate the blood-brain barrier. And this is why I was having such a hard time finding a magnesium supplement that was really up to my standards because it's really hard to find that form of magnesium. And it's also hard to find a magnesium that has this level of absorption and has super clean ingredients, like all of the products from Ned, which I'm obsessed with. Mellow is super easy to use. You just pour a packet in some warm water. They have their naked flavor, which is just totally neutral. You don't taste anything. They also have their lavender berry flavor, which is so delicious. So if you're looking for a magnesium supplement to support your sleep, your brain function, your memory, your mood, check out Mellow. This is the best thing I've ever tried. And you can add it to your Ned collection. Between Mellow, their full spectrum hemp oil, which I use every single morning, and the sleep blend, which I use every single evening. Ned has dramatically improved my sleep, reduced my inflammation, and really helped to reduce any anxiety because I used to really, really struggle with that. And I'm a new person since using all of Ned's products. So if you want to try out Mellow Magnesium or Ned's Full Spectrum Hemp Oil, the only CBD I use, their sleep blend, their natural cycle collection to support hormones, any of their products, just head to helloned.com and you can use my code Christina for 15% off. That's helloned.com, H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com. And my code Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A will get you 15% off your first one-time purchase or 20% off your first subscription purpose. If you're not a subscriber, you're probably gonna wanna hop on that train because once you go Ned, you don't go back. So just running into you in the astral realm. (laughs) (laughs) That's brilliant. I mean, I think that's the way everyone's going to be meeting moving forward. You know, Um, typically people know who I am and then they'll see me like maybe pop into a dream or like start teaching them in the astral. But I don't think I've ever heard of someone meeting me first in the astral and then finding me in the physical. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And you're like, you have this, like, well, the way I see, I see you is like, you have like this badass like outfit on, like you're like, like warrior, like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, I love it. I love it so much. So I thought that was pretty cool. And I actually wanted to ask you a bit more about like, you know, I've, I've listened to like many of your podcasts about kind of getting into this, but I'm actually curious more about like when you were, when you were really young, like, was this showing up for you a lot? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, you know, I was born with extrasensory abilities. So, uh, a lot of just clairvoyant stuff. So a lot of seeing chakras and auras and ghosts and spirits. Um, I was communicating at the time with one of my spirit guides who was a Palladian being, a Palladian woman. And I didn't know what she looked like. I didn't know that she was a spirit guide or even an alien. 
Um, but that was kind of my interaction as a kid. I also had a lot of past life recall without actually knowing that it was a past lifetime, um, which was interesting as well. And, you know, of course I was called the, the weird one or, you know, the kid that didn't really fit in, um, just because of those things. But I also believe that so many kids have these abilities and experiences. Uh, they just don't know how to put their, their finger on it, or they're not supported in that. Yeah. And so like with your parents, do they have these abilities too? Or like, how did they respond when you started talking more about what you're experiencing? Yeah. So as a kid, you know, my dad was very open-minded. He was doing energy work and stuff on me and my brother at a young age, um, which was weird because he was also an engineer and Catholic. So it's like Catholic engineer and spiritual or open-minded don't typically go well together. So I really lucked out in that case. Um, my mom, however, was a little bit more, uh, very unconditionally loving, but definitely a little bit more kind of scared about some of the abilities that I had. Like, um, I think I was around the age of eight and we had moved into a new house and there was a little girl spirit, a girl who had died uh, in that house. She was around my age, maybe around six, maybe a little bit younger. And I would see her all the time and she would want to play with me. And I tell my mom that this little girl wants to play with me, um, but that she doesn't really, she's not really here, you know, but I could see her and describe her. And my mom would say, oh, you know, you're just watching too many scary movies. Um, And I think that that's kind of where a lot of parents go because they don't know how to navigate that. And I think it freaks them out, you know, and, and luckily my mom is very open-minded and very just loving unconditionally. Um, but she didn't know how to really help me at that time when I was scared about what was going on, you know? So you don't really realize as a kid that certain things can freak adults out as well, especially paranormal things. Yeah, that's very true. Well, have you seen all the the TikTok videos now of all these parents talking about things that their kids are saying of no. like coming from different? Yeah. So this is a big thing on TikTok. One of my clients sent it to me. Um, I guess all these parents are like, okay, my child's talking about coming from this planet and this star system. And the parents are tracing it back and they're trying to figure out like, wait, what did we show this this child? And this is how a lot of parents now are starting to really believe in this stuff because they're like, my kid didn't see this anywhere. And this child is yeah. like three years old. And they, I mean, they're coming in so differently now. They're like, they know their mission. They're like two years old. Like, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and like, like so true. spilling so much tea on like what was happening on other planets. <laughs> Amazing. So, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely coming up a lot. So like the more you, because you started giving readings pretty young, right? Like how mm-hmm. old were you when you started giving readings? Yeah, like free readings to just make friends basically in university. Um, So I was 18. Mm -hmm. I started with past life regression rather than like a psychic reading. And then I moved into like, oh, let me just call myself a life coach, you know, and like bring in information that, you know, amazed them. And then, and then finally, one of my clients is like, oh, you're not a life coach. You're a psychic. Like, this is what you're doing. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I could call myself that. But It took about two years, I think, of calling myself a life coach to really fully sink into that label. Um, I think that I I resist a lot of labels just for the very fact of resisting them and not wanting to conform. I've got a bit of that rebellious spirit in me for sure. Yeah. Well, I get that. And I think also just, I feel like I always have that struggle. Like, I don't know. Like, what do you do? I'm like, I don't fucking know, like all kinds of shit. Like, you know what I mean? And, and that's also one of the misconceptions I think about, you know, people have 
their idea of what they think a psychic is like at a fair doing some things with crystal ball. And <laughs> it really is more like life coaching, you know, yeah. like, I guess, depending yeah. on who you go to or but... soul coaching, right. And it's life coaching at a deeper level. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and of course it depends on what you do, but in, in my book that I'm about to release, I have a, you know, a section in my chapter about mediums and I kind of rant a little bit about mediums and I don't know why I've got this like thorn in my side about mediums, but in my mind, it's like, if you can talk to, to, to deceased people, if you can talk to ghosts and spirits and energies, and if you can cross that line of a different dimension, then what are you doing? Just stopping yourself at ghosts and spirits. Like, wouldn't you want to talk to interdimensional beings or aliens? Wouldn't you want to go to a different timeline? Wouldn't you want to check out the future? Like, why would you ever just limit yourself to just that? And I think that in the past, I mean, how old are you? I'm 25. Okay. Wow. You're just a youngin. (laughs) I'm an old soul though. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. And so I just feel like the older generations are Um, they're kind of just stuck in that tradition of like, well, I've been doing this for 25 years and this is what I do. And this is what I know. And this is what people accept me within. Like, I think a lot of the older generations who are spiritual and awakened are just trying to protect themselves and attach themselves to one identity or one container of what their modality is because it's safe within that, you know, these younger generations, uh, are like, don't label me, right? I'm not just a channeler. I'm not just a psychic. I'm not just a medium. I'm not just a quantum physicist. I'm all of it, right? Like, and it's really important moving forward that we don't label and that we do teach the parents who are bringing in these starseed children not to label them either. Whether the label be boy or girl, you wear pink and you wear blue or um, starseed or psychic. I mean, it's great to understand but that understanding is only a placeholder for the acceptance that doesn't require uh, a container of understanding in and of itself, right? I I love that so much. And I'll start with what you were first saying of like, I totally resonate with that because, you know, when I first started getting into all of this, I had so many people telling me like, you're here to be a psychic medium. Like you're here to be a psychic medium. And I'm like, look, I know I have thousands of dead people around me all the time, but like, I don't really like talking to them. Like, I mean, like sometimes I do, but I much prefer to be at a higher frequency. You know, it just, it feels so, it feels very different. And I prefer to be, to be there. And for a long time, I felt pressure of like, oh, all of these people who have passed want to talk to me, but I'm like, but it's my choice. And if I want to travel around, (laughs) then I'm going to travel around, you know? So I'm, I'm glad you said that because I've never heard somebody else articulate it like that. And that's very much how I feel because I do think people limit themselves in what they can do. It's like, yeah, go further. There's more to explore. And it doesn't have to be one or the other. It can be anything you want. Mm-hmm. And I think also to the the second piece that you said that very much resonates with me. I don't know if you have the same feeling. I have this like issue with words, especially like I'm sure you get as a channel. It's like so much comes in, right? And it's like a block and it's a vibration. And I'm like, mm-hmm. for me to even try to articulate <laughs> does not give it any justice. And right. I feel like people, like we use, in, no matter how we use words, like words in themselves are so limiting that it makes me sometimes just like not want to speak. Can you relate to that? Absolutely. Yeah. It took me, honestly, the second that I surrendered to my resistance towards language as our biggest limiter is the second that the right words started mm-hmm. coming through. 
And sometimes I make up words. And if, and if, you know, you watch my content, you'll know that I just like pull some words together. I'm like, I don't even think that's a real word. Um, and then even in my book, it was really difficult. Like in a video, when you're speaking and you're teaching or you're on stage, the sentiment of what you're trying to convey reaches the masses and it hits in the right way. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. They can feel what you're trying to put out there even through a lot of ums and ahs and whatever, right? In a book, because I'm writing my first book, it's like the word, that's all you have. All you have is the word. There is no sentiment. There is just the words and the interpretation of the words. So when I talk about source, I say source slash God slash universe slash oneness slash you slash what are we talking about here? There's so many words to convey the one meaning. Um, so yeah, so I definitely had a big resistance around it. Then I just kind of surrendered to it. Now it feels like it flows much better. Uh, I still get caught up. The other thing that I noticed too, and, and I'm sure you as a channeler, feel this as well. It's really funny. I never noticed this until like yesterday when I was reading my book. Um, I like, I have multiple different layers of thoughts. I remember thinking about this years ago, thinking, am I, am I insane? First of all, I talk to myself all the time in my own mind. And secondly, I could be counting to 50 in one stream of thought then I could be thinking about a past lifetime in another stream of thought. Then I could be conversing with the person who's filling my coffee cup up in another stream of thought. And, and in my book, I, I mentioned something. And then in brackets, I have another stream of thought within that sentence. And it's at the time, it makes sense because I'm just like chatting with people and like also chatting about what's on my mind at the same time. But it's like this quantum state where you're trying to express everything that's going on in the moment. And I'm like, I'm cutting out all of the secondary thoughts to every sentence that I have in the book because it's too much. I was like, it's, it's overstimulating for me to even read it back, even though at the time it really made sense to say it in that way. And then to add in my perception to it. Um, it's, it's, it's a lot. You, do you have that issue too? Do you navigate that? I can totally relate to that and how that, that just showed up for me a lot in the last month. So last month I did this, uh, I do trance channeling. So last month I did this challenge where like every day for 30 days, I channeled a message and I was trying to explain to people like, so I have that channeled video where like they're speaking through me, mm -hmm. but then at the same time, I'm like talking to them. Like, I don't even know what's coming out of my mouth. I'm having a different conversation. And then they're also showing me different things. So then I, I recorded a video after where I'm talking about like what came through for me, like what mm -hmm. I'm seeing, because I'm having all the visuals, audios, like as me, but then also other things are coming out of my mouth. And then I'm also talking to them like, Hey guys, can you slow down? Like I'm talking <laughs> right. really quickly. Like there are so many layers. And I think yeah. that's something that even just like with channeled information, like in, in, including with discernment of like every single thing that comes through, like feeling into it for you. Part of that to me is realizing like every sentence, every phrase has so much vibration and so many layers. And like one sentence can be so powerful in a number of ways. And I think like, I mean, going back to you writing your book and like to the idea of words being limiting, I'm always just reminding myself like, but to me, what's more important than the words themselves is the vibration. And like, it's like, if I just charge that, like, that's, what's going to come through. Yeah. And if people don't know how to look to the deeper layers, that's going to be a more limiting experience, but like, I can't really control that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
I've been really, um, I mean, I'm sure recently you've been in the same place too, as a channeler, like so many downloads, so many downloads are coming through just, just if every moment it's been wild and I'm really appreciative and, and you seem very grounded too that I'm able to come back and be a human and cook an amazing meal and like Mm -hmm. chill and like stretch and do yoga and like watch TV and like just do the human things, you know, and go to those places and have those conversations. Um, So trans channeling is where you actually allow the being to come through your body. Yeah. So they use my voice. So they're effectively like and it's filtered through my language. Like, so you can tell they're like limited my, by my vocabulary, but my tone is different. Like, yeah. and I'm not sure the way I know what's coming through is because of what they're showing me in my head, but I don't actually know the actual words. Right, right, right. Yep. Yeah. Um, when I did my interview with Gaia and the interviews with Ed, uh, extra dimensionals, I brought through Hira, which is a tall gray uh, ambassador. And then I brought through Khan, which is like a future 12th dimensional self. And I'm not a trans channeler, so I don't allow anything, even if it's just a parallel version of myself in. Mm -hmm. So I was so nervous getting on there and saying like, I don't channel the way that all these other channelers who have been on your show do. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is this okay? And so he's like, yeah, just do your thing. Like whatever's comfortable. So what, what I basically do is I'll have like Khan, like the mantis being or the, you know, Octorian or what, whoever it is that I'm talking to, they'll kind of be in my like vicinity in the astral. And then I'll ask them a question and I'll speak it out loud. And then I'll get the download. Typically it comes through visuals. And then I explain what the visual is that they uh, explain to me. And, and when I'm gaining access to the information, my human will come through and say, oh, wow, that's so interesting. Oh, okay, cool. But what about this? You know, yeah. so I have this like human commentary, which I don't know how people perceive or like if they really truly understand that it's like my human, our human has no idea at 25 and 28 what's about to come through. This yeah. has not been researched. So I, ju- I, I want to ask you a question then. What is your perspective and opinion on research and doing research if you are a channeler in that way? Do you do external research? Because you and I both know that not only is language limiting, but perception itself and other people's perception of the knowledge can also skew us and our interpretation of that yeah. knowledge. Yeah, I do not do external research. I only do if it flops in my lap. Like I think that yeah. cer- I'm led to certain things. Like if somebody sends something to me and I'm like, Oh, I'm meant to read this. But sometimes people will be like, you should read this book. And I'm like, I don't read books. Right. Um, I, I don't like, and I'm so like I'll trans channel. And then I also channel similar to you the same way where it's like, okay. they're not, I, I like to do it in different ways and kind of just get different information, mm-hmm. engage for myself. How does this just land for mm-hmm. me? Like, um, I, you know, came into this from a very like scientific, I guess I was, I was a, a very much a researcher and the more I've gotten into this. And, and when I realized like, I really need to channel, I'm like, well, I can't let anybody else's opinions cloud me. Yeah. Um, or I don't want somebody else's anything they have to say affect what's coming through for me. And that's also for me to just be really confident in myself of like, I know exactly what's coming through. Like I can stand fully behind this. And there are a lot of topics I don't speak to because if I haven't channeled it, I'm not going to speak to it. Like, yeah, because exactly. I think people don't realize like, the the level of discernment of like, just because I, I'm talking to a being and they say something to me, doesn't mean I'm going to take it on, you know? And 
a lot of people listen to channeled information and they just take it on as truth or they just push it away and say it's not. And right. it's like, it can't be that black or white. It just, it's all information. And then you need to tune in for yourself and see if it resonates. Like, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of that gets, gets really lost. And I think along with that is the boundaries piece, like how you were saying before with the groundedness. I mean, I don't know what, how you handle all this, but I'm very, for me, like I have a lot of boundaries. Like my guides do not come in unless I sit down, open everything up. I'm like, okay, these are office hours. And then I close (laughs) office hours and I'm like, okay, I'm out humaning. Like, I'm not just getting, I don't just like randomly do this. I don't, you know what I mean? Right. Um, I'm, I was actually curious, like, do you close and open like that? Or are you kind of just like always going? Oh, definitely close and open. Um, I'm so grateful that at a young age, I was very open and I saw the detriment of that. You know, I couldn't go out to public restaurants. I would feel everyone's energy. I would end up purging without even eating anything, you know? And so my parents thought at a young age that I had some sort of like eating disorder because every time we were out at a restaurant, I would be in the bathroom throwing up even before eating. And, uh, and it was just energy. It was just being an empath. And then I, I turned everything off. I shut it all down between 10 and 16. And then with the past life regression at 16, things started to slowly open up, but it wasn't until 18 when I went away to university where I had the freedom in my own space and energy to be like, whoa, what is all of this? And if reincarnation is possible and I can put someone into a trance-like state to take them into those past lifetimes, can I put myself into that trance-like state to go there too? When I originally started opening up to interdimensional beings and channeling them and being one of them and just all of that information, it's like I was disempowering myself with what they were telling me. I was taking it all at face value. If they said, do this, do this, write this book, do this. I was doing whatever it is that they wanted me to do because I felt like I needed to because they were in a in a higher dimension. So they were better than me in some sort of way. Um, it wasn't until I had an experience with one of my roommate's spirit guides who was an interdimensional. And this spirit guide who was an interdimensional blue being wasn't any of the names or whatever the, the, the species that we know of today or that are familiar. Anyway, so he had a full on emotional breakdown on me. And I said, you're like a 10th dimensional blue being and you're emotionally breaking down on me. Like what's going on with you? And that's when I realized and it all clued in. Oh my goodness. They're just beings still working through their own lessons because they're still confined in a body, which has limitations that they're working on. So they're just like we are, you know, and they are spirit guides, have spirit guides and so on and so forth. Like there's never an end all to be all other than just pure source. Right. Um, And that's really important for everyone to keep in mind that just because it's an alien from another dimension doesn't mean they know any more than we do. And as a matter of fact, I learned this from taking a look at my, my gray uh, interdimensional self. That was me 500,000 years ago, roughly as this gray ambassador. And the, and the one time I showed up to a a conference meeting with the Galactic Federation and they said, well, what, you know, Elizabeth, what do you think of this? And I said, oh, let me just pull in Hira so that we can see what he thinks of it, which is just my past parallel self. And they said, no, 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 no. We want you. And I said, well, why would you want me? I'm just 22 or whatever the age was. I'm like, I don't know anything. And they're like, 
but you've had 500,000 years of lifetimes between Hira and you right now. And it clued in. It's like, oh my goodness, I am the accumulation of everyone that I've been before. So calling upon a past life, even if it is an interdimensional self, we've, we've done all of that. And, 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 you know, let's pull upon what we have right now. Right. So it's really, it's just really fascinating when you get into that, that level, but the downloads have been intense. And also, I don't know if you're like into this or, or you navigate through this as well, but timelines have been really crazy. Like, I really feel like we've been in some sort of weird time warp recently Mm -hmm. in the past month. Like I'm like stubbing my toe and getting a future moment of how that stubbing of my toe is affecting, you know, and, and unraveling the the moment that I step into next. Like, it's just really, really wild. Like I'm writing my book and I'm tapping into all the people who are reading it. And it's this overwhelm of thoughts that I'm getting from the future. And I'm like, no, be in the present, be in the present. So it's been really weird. (laughs) Well, yeah, there's a, there's a lot. I've definitely been experiencing that. And I think that's also why, like, there are just so many more tools available to us, right? It's like going back to what you're saying, like we're so disempowered. We think that everybody else knows more than us. Like we know so much, Mm -hmm. but we've forgotten or, you know, consciousness been lowered in whatever way. (laughs) Um, and with all of these new tools, like coming in, I just think it's really important that people like really know how to use them. Right. It's like, because I'm really grateful that my gifts opened up in the way they did, because I never had this extreme overwhelm of like so much information. You know, I have a lot of clients and friends who it was just, I mean, devastating, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of like psychiatric words and things like that, you know, and like, it can be very, very overwhelming. And I think that's like the boundaries, the discernment, like all of this is Mm -hmm. so important to talk about so that we can sort through it all. We've been so used to like thinking everybody else knows better than us, you know? And like, for me, that's part of why most, most trans channelers I find will channel like one to two beings. And I channel way more than that. Mm -hmm. And when I first started getting into it, like, which is not something I wanted, I will say, which is also, I think why it happened. I would play with this where I'd ask a question and I would tune in to like five different people and I'd watch back the videos and I'd be like, they all have a different fucking opinion. Like, (laughs) (laughs) exactly, (laughs) you know, so, Mm -hmm. which is really interesting, but with the timeline thing, I mean, I have, I actually haven't said this anywhere, but I don't know if you've experienced this. My vision has changed so much that my vision in this reality right now feels like my dream state used to feel Mm -hmm. and my dream states feel clear. Like, wow. And I'm experiencing, I've been like trying to handle this myself of like, especially in the last three weeks of like so many Mandela effects, like where it feels like to people around me that I'm like losing my memory, which I guess I am in a sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's been very disorienting, like yeah, really intensely things that are, I'm like, I did that. Like, no, you haven't gone there yet. I'm like, I was just there. It's, it's wild. And Mm -hmm. it's like that combined with, I don't know if you've been having a lot of like psychic attacks. Um, I don't usually get that, but it's been super intense. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of shit. (laughs) Totally. There really is to the point where I feel like with the Mandela effects, I feel like I'm like, I should just take a picture of everything that I'm doing because it's changing so rapidly. Mm -hmm. And I'm so looking for the proof. And like, it was like that a moment ago. Right. Like, yeah. So, you know, and actually one of the chapters that I'm just working on in the book is, um, 
all about flipping from 3D memory to 5D memory. And I'll just kind of briefly explain this concept. And because I also don't do any external research, I have no idea if anyone's ever even thought about this concept before. But basically, our 3D memory is our brain, right? And you can think about it as like a 100 gigabyte external hard drive storage device. The problem with a 100 gigabyte external hard drive is that there's limitation. Most of the limitation is within space, but there's also limitation within time and being able to access the memories of the past. So for example, if I were to lose my keys, right, which actually I have no idea where they are right now. Um, If I were to lose my keys, And I would have to go back into my memory in a 3D way to say, okay, so when's the last time, trace back to the last time I had my keys, where did I put them, then what happened after that, then what happened after that? It's a very linear way of having to go back and trace trace it all back down. The 5D memory, which I'm teaching about uh, in this book, is I call it 5D memory cloud storage. So it's just your soul taking in everything, every experience, every emotion, every vibration that you exist through in every incarnation infinitely. (laughs) And it stores it in your soul, in your cloud storage, in your 5D. There's no limitation to where it's being stored, how it's being stored, and what you're able to access. It surpasses is all space and all time. So instead of needing to trace back your thoughts and your memories in the 3D linear traditional way, you actually just stop what you're doing. You let go of reaction, especially if you've lost your keys and you're late to go do something. Um, And in that moment, you actually just hop into that nothingness space and you ask the question, where are my keys? If you wait long enough, if you've worked with this, you as a channeler, especially, we have to have a clear mind to channel anything. (laughs) So when we get to that place, we're like, where are my keys? Boom. The thought instantaneously pops into your mind. You know exactly, oh, they're in my duffel bag of my gym or what gym bag or whatever. But that thought instantly pops in. There's no tracing it back. There's no going through. There's no working with the brain anymore. But as we raise our vibration and we move between 3D memory and 5D memory, the 3D memory goes away. So all of a sudden it feels like I'm 25 years old and I'm losing my mind, I'm losing my memory. And then you add in parallel timelines and the Mandela effect and hopping through different fucking parallel realities. And it's just a big clusterfuck of holy shit, this is all just an illusion, you know? So what else can we do with this illusionary reality? And that's, I think that's the most exciting part about it all is like, we're crumbling this away. It's getting really weird. And how can we navigate that weirdness to benefit our own lives so that we can benefit the collective? It is, it is really cool. And it's also such a weird, it's, it's weird. Like when you actually make that switch, because I feel like, you know, on the surface, it sounds like, oh yeah, I just want to be working with like cloud storage. (laughs) I don't want (laughs) to hold on to extra stuff. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, I have days where I feel like, I'm like, I have like super like 3D days. And then I have super like days where Mm -hmm. I'm like, I feel like I'm floating through my life. Like I had this day the other, the other week when I told my, my assistant, I'm like, I just feel like I'm like thinking of something. And then I get a text about it. I think about something and it pops into my reality. Like it, like days that just feel like a dream literally. And, and then, and it's like, wow, this feels so cool and flowy. But that at the same time, I don't remember what I talked about three minutes ago. Um, (laughs) And it's very uncomfortable. I think for people when like, you know, we've just been, 
so deeply in this energy of like, how do we do, like, how do we do through the world? Like taking action, like very linear. And now we're really shifting into this state of like, we're being in a different way. And so many people are just uncomfortable being in the current moment. And like, you can't really just work with cloud storage if you're uncomfortable, like purely being in one moment. Well, also working with cloud storage, downloading information, you know, hopping into your clairs, right. And your clairvoyance and and what have you, all those abilities. um, It really does require us. I mean, it's, it sounds lovely. It sounds peachy. And I think we are actually all getting there that it's all going to be 5d. We're not going to need to store anything within this physical container anymore, including disease, including harmful toxins, including emotions, right. All of that. But the work to get there to that 5D place is constantly and continuously stripping away the layers of the shit that we have built up and that we have held on to, whether that be physical or uh, metaphysical, you know, there's stuff that we need to strip away to get to that pure place of just being in that moment. And, um, and I have those moments too, all the time where I don't remember, they're like, oh, that was a great video. I'm like, I don't even, what? What was it on? I have no idea because channeled information just goes right, right in, right out. And I literally can't for the life of me remember it. And, and I'm sure you're the same way. It feels like I'm living a double life. Yeah. (laughs) It feels like I'm just Elizabeth doing my human things and the world sees me. My neighbors see me. They have no idea who I am or what I do. Like, I feel like I'm undercover and I love it. Um, especially with some of the mask wearing too. Like we don't have to really talk about that, but I'm like, no one knows what I'm doing or who I am. And I'm like, totally just undercover. I like love creeping around and observing (laughs) anyway, probably like you do in the astral, as Mm. we know, um, (laughs) you and I are like creeping together in the astral and we we find each other like, Like, Oh, Hey, you're here too. Like, Oh shit. You can see me. All right, cool. Um, So yeah, so it's just, it's really fascinating. And I just think that um, with, with living this double life, it's, uh, if I were to store all of the memories from all of the past lifetimes that I've explored in my 28 years or even my past 10 years, I, my brain wouldn't have the capacity to store all of that information. That's why when it comes through, it comes through in the most divine moment for, for that now moment to benefit me. And then it goes back to the cloud, right? Mm-hmm. And I know that it's there. I used to have to write all of my downloads down all of the time in fear that they're just gone because I can't remember what I channel. And now I'm like, oh, it's there. And whenever I need it, it's going to be back. And that's it. And I'm very relaxed in that state of being now. Yeah. And for me, that has, that has been such a hard transition for me, like, especially in the last year, because I'm such a planner, I'm such a scheduler. I'm like, let me write out all my notes. And now anything I create, I'm like, I can't plan it. Like, and there's a piece of me that's like, this kind of makes me anxious because I have no idea what the hell is going to come out of my mouth, (laughs) but also it just doesn't work any other way. Um, so it definitely is a different, a different way of being. If you have been looking for a place to take a deep dive into all things, intuition, manifestation, 
brain rewiring, spiritual awakening, and activating miracles in your own life, then the Channel Collective is the place for you. I know it can feel like a lot as you shift into 5D and shed those old layers and start to see things in a new way. You're connecting to who you really are and you might have a lot of questions. You might feel confused or even lonely, but I also know that you have that deep thirst for knowledge and that is why I'm so excited about the Channel Collective membership. This community is a safe, welcoming space to help you explore your spirituality and your unique gifts while connecting with other like-minded people. When you join the membership, you get access to an ever-growing library of hundreds of exclusive videos on all things spirituality, manifestation, intuition, living in 5D, self-healing, and so much more. Plus, you get access to Ascension School, which is a library of exclusive trance-channeled messages from different ascended masters so that you can learn from them for yourself. This is where I share my juiciest, most exclusive downloads and things that I've channeled that I don't share with the public. And you get access to ad-free pre-released podcast episodes. We also have monthly Q&A calls where you can ask me anything and connect with other members monthly manifestation calls, and monthly high 70 energy healing group sessions. It's truly everything you need to raise your vibration, manifest the life you want, and really anchor in 5D consciousness. I have created this container as a really powerful way for you to continue to upgrade and raise your frequency so that you can tap into all of your inner magic. This is the membership I wish I had and what I wanted. So it's really my favorite place to be. And I know that if you love the podcast, if you enjoy my YouTube channel, if you follow me on Instagram, you are going to love this because it is the true deep dive and the most exclusive information. So if you are ready to be expanded, check out the Channel Collective membership. Just head to christinathechannel.com slash membership. All of the information will be there. You can check out the different tiers and get ready to feel expanded and abundant. I can't wait to see you there. I was going to ask you, um, like talking about the connection with, you know, channeling and our physical bodies and like how we shift and disease won't hold really. But I know for me, like in a very roundabout way, I guess I came into this whole space through my chronic illness that I had for a while. Um, and I see this really commonly with people who have chronic illness of like, I'm like, you're super psychic. Like <laughs> this is just you waking up. Yeah. And I know you've mentioned that you were diagnosed with lupus. I'm curious, like what your perspective is on that, that now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've also noticed that, um, autoimmune is probably one of the number one things that I see with a lot of people who are psychic and spiritual and, uh, really just star seeds, like really not from this planet. And the reason why autoimmune specifically is because when our souls, our astral bodies leave our physical body for an extended period of time over and over and over again, our bodies start to break down and not function. And actually our bodies start attacking itself. And there's that aspect of the autoimmune because we don't love our bodies. We're not in it. We don't care. We don't want to be here. And a lot of these, you know, old souls and star seeds have no idea that they are damaging their physical body by just floating away. And that's what I was doing for many years, trying to escape this reality, basically like, get me out of here. Where's the yeah. spaceship to take me home. And then I had to come to the conclusion of, oh, I really just don't love myself, my body. And I need to bring that love back into the human. So, 
you know, that was a huge pivotal point in my life. I think more so having to do with uh, we can overcome anything with our vibration, our focus, our energy, and that self-love piece is key, especially for any sort of old soul um, who's struggling just to be here and exist. And we can't get to a place where we have the luxuries of tapping into other dimensions and realms until we figured out the human shit. So when moving between 3D and 5D, it's not 5D that we have to worry about. That soul piece, that unconditional energy and frequency that's always constant. That's always out there. It's the 3D and the complications and the entanglement and the attachments and all the bullshit that comes along with being human that we have to scrape away to just allow gracefully the 5D frequencies to come into our reality. Yeah. And I see a lot of people who you know get into all of this, like, yeah, I'm a starseed. And then I feel like they're spending so much time trying to like not be a human. And yeah. I fully believe, and I've experienced I'm like, the more I ground, the yes. more I ground, the more psychic I am, like the more connected yeah, exactly. I am. Exactly. Exactly. It's so counterintuitive for people, but it's true. And it's like, you didn't sign up to like, if you, you didn't sign up to be here, to not be here. Like exactly. <laughs> <do the different. laughs> if you wanted, if you wanted to be an interdimensional being, if you wanted to be uh, even a soul just floating around in another dimension, that's what you would be, mm-hmm. but you signed up to be a human. Yeah. You know, so so like you mentioned, be here. And it is only when we really anchor in our grounding cords where we're able to travel farther and faster than ever before because we can come back um, so much easier. So a lot of people are floating in between two different dimensions. And that's where also psychic attacks and the heavy energy comes through. Mm-hmm. But recently that heavy energy, I mean, I've been feeling it too, so triggered. I'm like, what's going on? This is not who I am. Um, but I think Mercury and retrograde and the freaking six planets and Aquarius, all the astrology stuff, I think yeah. is what it is. I could say, oh, it's a past life, but I haven't felt that. I haven't felt the personalization of that. I could even say, oh, that's a psychic attack. But once again, I haven't felt the personalization of that. I do want to mention something about psychic attacks because I've definitely dealt with them pretty much my whole life. Um, being in your body and being in 3D is actually safe. You're actually protected by being in your body. Like I remember when I was like really into channeling ghosts and spirits, I was living in a house, of course, that was haunted by a very dark spirit. He would watch me sleep. He would, it was just really creepy what this thing would do. Anyway, so I I kind of challenged it the one day, bad decision. And I said, Yeah, if you're so powerful, move something. And I had this like container on my desk of, it was like a a giant cream bottle and the whole thing just tipped over right in front of me. I'm like, okay, okay, bye. Um, (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) Let's just throw on some TV. And it was actually in pivoting. And I know that distraction isn't great, especially when we're talking about these higher concepts, but it was pivoting my focus from the kind of intermediary 4D realm into the 3D realm where all of a sudden, Nope, this is it. This physical desk and this laptop and whatever are the only things that exist. And here I am only existing in this realm. There's safety in being in 3D. Mm -hmm. As you raise your frequency into higher frequencies, that's where there's some icky stuff we need to go through, some trudge that we need to go through in the fourth dimension frequency. That's kind of where all the psychic attacks exist before we pop into 5D. And then it's really great and blissful and you're above it all. Um, but, yeah. but we're either like, and I've downloaded this so recently, like we're either 
instantaneously popping from 3D to 5D. And there's things to, to think, there's pros and cons to that. Or we're gracefully moving from 3D, 4D, 5D. The ones who are scared about me- of mental illness, the ones who are scared of going into a psychosis, that was a huge fear of mine for many years because that's what's happened in past lifetimes. Um, I always wanted to gracefully move. I'm like, if you're going to give me a new ability, give it to me gracefully because I'm not ready to have it all at once. So you move between 3D, then you move to 4D to get to 5D, which also has pros and cons. And those, that kind of graceful move is where you have a tendency of getting attacked because you don't actually know that you're moving through a dimension that has a lot of icky stuff and like sharp corners and things like that in that reality. I think I love that you brought that up. I'm so glad you brought that up. So thank you. And I think as you say that, I was thinking, I'm like, now that I think about it, I feel like one of the best things I had a mentor a while back that um, she would teach me to like, depending on where I felt like I was getting attacked, so to speak, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even, I don't really like that word, but we'll just yeah. use it. Um, like shifting my energy where it's like, if it was a spiritual attack, she'd like get down into your body right now and move. Like, like get down and move immediately, yeah. Yeah. but also vice versa, where it's like, if I felt unsafe physically for some reason, because right. I dealt with just a lot of like, paranoia stuff growing up. Like I found safety. I'm like, okay, let me just go up for a sec and look at this and be like, oh, there's actually nothing here hurting me. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it takes a a very aware and strong soul to be able to pivot into the different frequencies and do it consciously, you know, but like you mentioned, sometimes we're forced to do that uh, through circumstance and environment. And I'm so grateful for all of the the psychic attacks and all of the really fucked up shit that's gone on um, that is just so unexplainable because it allowed me to get to this point where I I see both sides of it. I see the darkness, I see the light, and I appreciate both. And I wouldn't be who I am today with the ability to navigate uh, without the the polarity, without experiencing that. And, And it's honestly, it's triggering for me to observe any other teacher who hasn't been to the dark side and who just talks about the fluffy stuff, you know, and, uh, and it's, I'm like, you're missing it. You're missing a huge part of it. Just like only talking about the physical is missing the non-physical only talking about the light is missing the dark. Like you can't be a teacher if you're not teaching both sides, but of course those are just my own, you know, perfectionistic standards. (laughs) Well, I mean, honestly, I feel the same way. Like it, but to me, it's like, again, going back to like the discernment where, you know, I think there are a lot of people and I'm like, you know, discern me too. I don't care. Like, but it's, it's for me when I'm just seeing who I resonate with, I feel like there are so many people who I feel like they haven't been in, in the dark part. Um, and I don't really like to really hold light. Like you've have to have gone through the dark stuff. And to me, it's like, if I see someone, I'm like, you're just holding so much light, like truly, like I can feel that vibration, like that frequency. I'm like, I, I already know you've like been in some deep shit before. Like you felt it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You can't, you can like when people talk about discernment, so how do you discern or how do you know you're not talking to like some evil being projecting as an angel or what have you. Uh, And for me, it's like, you can't understand or know what the light is. If you haven't been to the dark side, you Mm -hmm. can't discern what is true light versus what is not true light. If you haven't actually felt both sides. Yeah. Right. 
So yeah, so it's it's really interesting, um, you know, and and also like attacks from other people has been really intense, uh, especially this past year in relation to like false light narratives and teacher teachers, okay, or light workers, whatever you want to call them, um, calling other light workers out for being like the false light. That's that is so contradictory. If you're truly a light worker, if you're truly a teacher, you shouldn't be calling anyone else out because you fully understand that everyone's on their their journey. And it's never up to us as a teacher to say this is right and this is wrong. This person is the truth and this one isn't. Um, There's just that's impossible. It's impossible. It's a paradox. You can never do that. So it's been difficult for me to not get sucked into. To trying to like. tell people like who I am. It's like, if I'm even trying to tell you what, how I discern or like how I got here or trying to defend myself, then I'm, I'm already getting sucked in, right? I'm already at that place where I'm not serving anyone in this moment. And I'm spending way too much time on one fractal when I could continue to spread my truth, you know, or the information that I'm gaining access to, to everyone. Right. So it's been, it's been a very interesting And it's going to continue to be like that in the next couple of years. We're going to continue to see projections of light and uh, confusions within false light. Uh, And it's there's no you can't even teach around that. It's just what you resonate with. Mic drop, walk away. That's it. That's all it comes down to. Mm -hmm. Do you resonate with it? Yes. Then it's for you. Do you not resonate with it? No. Then it's not for you at this time. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, (laughs) Oh man. I mean, I totally agree. I think that I've seen that a lot happening and I'm like, I think that speaks for itself. Like there's nothing that needs to be said. And I have this extreme, like (laughs) it's a trigger for me of like, if, if I feel anyone wants me to convince them of anything, I'm out. I'm like, I'm not here to convince you of fucking anything. Like, I'm like, that's not my job. And if somebody tries to, because what I see people doing is I feel like they try and pull other people into like, like, I'm like, don't ask me to be your moral compass. That's not my job. Exactly. Like I, I'm not, that's not me, you know? Um, and I think it's really important for people to realize, like, I talk a lot about like the frequency of your questions, like Mm -hmm. people ask questions and I'm like, but I feel the energy behind that. And what that really is, is like, prove this to me. And like, I'm not playing. I'm not playing playing your game. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is. And like with what resonates, I think something that was really interesting for me that a lot of my guys were talking about is like, you talk about it like a, like a vibrational set point of like what resonates with you. You have to realize like what resonates with you is going to be a reflection of your frequency. So if yeah. you're like actually in the lower frequencies, the things that resonate with you are going to be those lower frequencies. And yeah. so it's like, um, versus like, if it resonates for you, it's like your highest truth. It's not necessarily your highest truth. It's like, what is a match for you at that time? Um, yeah which I think is like really valuable to realize. And it's really shifted the way I discern. Cause I'm like, okay, does this resonate with me right now? But like, let me step into like me as my, a better version of myself, like yeah. a higher version of myself, a higher frequency and see if my answer is different. If it resonates with me then, because I know there have been people who I first meet and I kind of push away because I'm like, there's something here that doesn't fit. Um, and for a long time, I thought that was just like a no when many of those people actually were just like really high frequency. And I felt that gap and it was so expansive that I was like, this is too much. And it took me a while to learn, like take a step back and be like, okay, I noticed the gap in the frequency. I need to actually feel into like, which direction Mm -hmm. is it? 
And if that makes sense. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's, this is such an important concept. And I think that if, if people in a lower frequency are resonating with lower frequency things, that reflection needs to be shown to them over and over and over again. That's what they gravitate to in order for them to take a step back from that paradigm or that programming. So, you know, it's, and, and, and it also is, is aligned with what I've been channeling so much recently in the past couple of months, which is how much of this reality truly is an illusion, how much of what we think and perceive and know and act on is all just an illusion. It's all just based on your perception, which is based on memories, which is based on, you know, who you are in this moment. But if we forget all of our memories of who we've been before, it's such a limiting view of what's going on in the moment. So it's, uh, you know, I think if we really do uh, surrender to the whole, this reality is an illusion, it is what you make it, uh, that's really empowering, even though some people can get stuck in the fear or the disempowerment of that concept as well. You know, it, well, isn't that so interesting that like, I feel like this all the time. I'm like, the things that empowered me the most for other people are like so triggering. And they're like, that can't be because I mean, so many people build up what this life is about and how they're moving through it. And then it's like, well, if it's all an illusion, that's like, no, like I've worked so hard. <laughs> you know? Right. Like, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's, it's probably, yeah, it's, it's hugely triggering. So, um, or if you're stuck in victim mentality, right? And you're like, well, it was like, it was my boss who decided not to give me the raise. And now you're saying that I create my own reality and it was me who didn't give me the raise. Like if people are stuck in that victim, they can't, uh, they can't follow through with, no, I created this. So, oh my goodness, I can create something else then. Right. And that really opens that up. And, uh, and recently I got like really, um, I don't know, like attacked once again, isn't the right word, but, uh, you know, very projected upon recently that, that my belief in we create our own reality is dangerous and it's racist and it's all these things. And I really, you know, when I, when I encounter a projection, I always check myself because I'm like, okay, why did I create this? Right. What am I learning from this? Clearly this isn't someone just projecting on me. There's a, there's something there. So I took a look at my belief and, and how I was kind of explaining it. And I came to the conclusion of, no, there is no changing this. If, if I was only going to teach one thing for the rest of my entire life and every life after that, it would be that we create our own reality through our conscious intention and focus. There's no other way to get around that. That is like the most fundamental belief in my teachings. And uh, there's no way that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be not teaching that or tiptoeing around that anytime soon. Yeah, that's actually something in the last this morning, I was like, <laughs> kind of lost it over that because the same thing came up for me around like manifestation. And like, to me, it's super empowering, like for me to realize like, yeah, the shitholes I found myself in, like yeah. were of my own making, then I'm like, well, then I can get myself out of this damn thing. Right? Exactly. Like to me, that's so empowering. And I think what it comes down to is it's like, if someone's not ready to hear it's, it's, I think it's sad mm -hmm. to me because so many people, people could shift their lives in the most amazing ways yeah. if they were willing to just set their ego aside for a sec and yeah. like explore a different way of thinking and yeah. try it on. And I'm like, I always have people I'm like, you don't have to believe it, but just treat it like a science experiment. Try test out the hypothesis, try it on. Yeah. Like, but it's just sad to me that so many people 
resist that idea of like, we create our own reality. And it's like, you're missing out on so many amazing things. What at the expense of like, I'm too in my ego to admit that things came in for my greatest growth or I chose them in some way, whether or not I consciously remember doing that, you know, right. it's, it's very sad. <laughs> yeah. And then one of the things um, that was said was, well, you wouldn't go up to a homeless person and tell them that they created that, would you? And I said, as a matter of fact, I would love to develop a whole program where I teach homeless people this very fact that they created this and that therefore they can uncreate it. When I realized that I created lupus in my body, boom, took me six months to uncreate it. I mean, that was everything, you know, that is everything, right? Especially for people who are suffering right now. So um, yeah, so I'm glad that that you're on the same page with that. Oh, so totally, totally. And I think this is where it gets into like, people like to compare trauma. And I'm like, this is, it's all relative. And yeah. like, what, like, I'm like, you don't know what happened to me in my last life. <laughs> like, right. like yeah. there's just, yeah. there's so many, it's it just useless to compare it really. Mm-hmm. And for me, I remember when, you know, coming with the first time I ever came across that idea of like all my, my, my illness, like mm-hmm. being in the hospital, all these things happening to me, all of the abuse I had, like all of yeah. that. I'm like, I was so triggered. Be like, I didn't choose this. Like yeah. I was, I remember, I remember being like, I'm a good person. Like, yeah, of course. <laughs> That's what I thought. But then, but then I was just pushed. It was so great. Right. Like I was pushed into surrender where I hit mm-hmm. a point where it's like, look, I have nothing left to lose. So like I'll whatever, whatever. Yeah. Right. Okay. Like, and I think the distinction is if it's, this makes it easier for people to digest is like, it's taking responsibility for the healing. Like, because if you don't want to take responsibility for it happening, like take responsibility for the healing of it. And to me, I feel like every time I feel like I'm pushed down, I'm like, thank you universe for my opportunity to show you that I'm a fucking badass and I will overcome this and become a stronger mm-hmm. person because mm-hmm. I wouldn't be facing it if I wasn't able to handle it. Exactly. I, I always find like the darker you go, the brighter a light you shine, right? So the deeper, the, 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 the worse, the breakdown, the more empowering the breakthrough. And whenever I hear someone's story and it's just like, they're just getting shit on every single step of the way. I always turn to them and say, you are one of the most powerful souls that I've ever witnessed because you chose and you knew before coming into this life that you were strong enough to deal with all of this, like round of applause to you to, to sign up for that. Like, wow. Um, you, you were strong enough to go through this. You put this on your path and now here you are getting the information and coming to this realization. So, yeah. So it's just, it's all different perceptions. And still at the end of the day, there is no right or wrong. It's just wherever you are is where you need to be. And I think you and I can hold a lot of compassion, even in our young ages, for these other people, because we've been there, we've had those experiences, you know, there's probably been some fear for you with aliens and abductions and those kind of things at a human level. Um, And that brings compassion to other people who have gone through this and don't know what's happening or illness, for example, and, uh, and saying, look, I've been there. I know exactly where you are. And now I'm on the other side of it. Now here I am and you can be here too, or wherever you want to be. Right. So yeah, it's just, it's, it's really beautiful. I think also, yes, to all of that. And like, 
for me realizing that I'm just like, if I'm going to shine any light, I'm also going to shine a light on people's wounds and their triggers. And part of being a catalyst for someone's growth is like, they get upset usually, yeah, <laughs> not everybody, exactly. but they get triggered. And so it's like, you know, sometimes people will get, I've had clients like, they're just like really triggered. And I'm just like, it's okay. I love you. <laughs> it's okay. Right. Um, yeah. but like, I see this growth and it's like, I've just, and I've, it, it helped me put a lot of my life into context of like a lot of relationships, just like ending in ways that I, at the mm-hmm. time, you know, felt like it really hurt me. And I'm like, and then I look at them years later, I'm like, wow, that person really changed. And I think like they changed after this happened with me, yeah. like, which is a really, you know, beautiful thing, even though sometimes it feels like I'm caught in the crossfires. It's just like part of the process. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can relate to that. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I think most people can too, you know, and just looking mm-hmm. back and understanding that all of those challenging times were for the better. Yeah. So I, okay. Before we end, I do want to talk to you about aliens <laughs> um, because I've been thinking about this a lot of like, I have psychically communicated with them for a while. And I had an abduction experience when I was really little. Um, but the way I remember it now doesn't feel like, I always think I'm like, I'm ready to see him. And I'm like, I don't know that I'm ready to see him. <laughs> like, <laughs> like actually in like 3D. Yeah. And yeah. so I was going to ask, have you seen them in, in 3D? Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. This is something that I also <laughs> struggle with. And people think that this is baffling because here we are talking to them all the time, but we communicate with them in such a safe way. Like I'll be over there, you know, I'll be over here on planet earth and then I'll come join you on your spaceship. And there's like whatever distance, you know, between us or what have you. And also seeing beings in an astral way is very different than seeing them in the flesh, let's say. Um, so yeah, I have had moments, mo- the majority, like 95, 8% of my experiences with, with interdimensionals are all astral, all in, I mean, they're physically existing right now, but I go up there astrally and it, it's very dreamlike, as you know, it's very, and sometimes it's very visceral where they like touch your astral body and you can feel it. Like there's, there's ways that it crosses over. I have had a couple of moments in childhood. I was abducted, uh, I think five or six times between the age of four and 13 years old. And I totally got my memory wiped until the age of 24 when I decided to have a a quantum hypnosis regression session. I don't know why I never looked into abduction experience. I guess I just never really knew that I had them. When I did this QHHT session, um, I mean, all of a sudden, all these memories of being with these grays in the flesh, holding their hand, getting beamed up to the ship. I mean, it was all very visceral. And if you have a problem with your memories of those abductions in childhood, I would definitely recommend to you a a QHHT session because you get to remember it. It's very visceral. You remember all the details, but it's also in a safe container of like, let me just go back there. Uh, And yeah, so that was that. It was very pleasant. I was taught on a spaceship and they taught me about quantum physics and energy and consciousness. And I call it earth school that they taught me on. And then what was my other physical? My other physical experience was actually getting physically abducted at 18 by the tall whites. Very scary, very, very scary. Um, But it was also very vivid. And what else was, oh yeah. And then also um, 
years later. So I think I was still in my early twenties, maybe like 21 or 22. And I had these, so yeah. Okay. I'll just kind of explain the, the situation. Um, I was started to have a deja vu one night. It was like a huge, crazy thunderstorm out and I was just getting ready for bed. And all of a sudden I had already seen every moment that was taking place. And I'm like, uh Oh, something's about to happen. Like I literally felt like this, uh, an experience. Um, I know that I remembered that memory to prepare me for what was about to happen. And I knew in that moment, I'm like, I'm going to get abducted tonight, uh, physically. And so I said, I said, Nope, 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 Nope. Uh, I'm really tired actually. And I've been writing this essay for university. So this is not a great, you know, not a great time for me tonight to do this. Right. Like let's not, um, just because I was so scared. Like I knew they were going to abduct me. I was so scared, even though it was my friends, my family, like my cousin. So then like I get ready, I'm like in bed, my cats are around me. And, uh, and so I said, telepathically, I said, guys, please not tonight. And this booming voice came in and said, if you, if you don't want to come to the ship because you're, t- you're scared and we get that, then we have to come down. And I said, cause they had to uh, upgrade me, right? That's, it needed to happen that night. So I'm like, okay, fine. The second I said, fine, this giant, like it literally looked like a lightning bolt in the middle of the room, this giant flash of white light came and there was seven uh, half gray, half human hybrids who all popped up around my bed. And here I am mattress on the floor because I'm a poor student and I'm looking up at these like six foot tall, you know, anyway, this is like physical, not like this is physical. This is not astral. (laughs) This is like, my eyes are open. I'm looking up at them. I recognize even the outfits and the uniforms that they're wearing. They're from the galactic federation. My, my human was freaking the fuck out. And finally I'm like, I just have to leave my body because this is too much. So I leave my body. I'm chilling at the top of the, uh, the ceiling, right. Looking down at my body, looking down at these seven beings and they're doing these experiments. So as I'm out of my body, my human's freaking out, but now I'm just kind of removed. And I'm asking them if you're going to be doing work on me, like, tell me what you're going to be doing. And they were telling me and relaying all the upgrades and, and whatever. But even today, like even today, um, I'll have like super paranormal, weird, you know, abduction moments or experiences or physical experiences. And my human still gets freaked out. I'm like, this is so nonsensical to get so Mm -hmm. scared over something that you know for sure. So it's like a slow integration. And you hear about all of those like women, you know, especially women, I don't know why, at these alien conferences and they've been getting physically, you know, abducted for like 25 years and they get to like travel around the cosmos and the ship and they get to like learn how to fly ships. I'm like, I want that. I want that mm-hmm. one day. Maybe not today though. Nope. This actually, yeah. I've got, I've got something going on. So <laughs> anyway, do, do you feel the same way? Yeah. I mean, it's just been interesting. Cause I thought I was like, yeah, I want to see you guys in three, like here <laughs> for so long. And then I felt it was well, what happened was they were like, all right, it's, I, and I, I told my boyfriend, I'm like, I'm going to get abducted soon. Like, just so you know, like, <laughs> like, um, I was like, I knew it was going to happen in the next few days. And then I started really thinking about it. I'm like, fuck, I'm like really scared. Like, <laughs> like yeah. this is actually really scary. And <laughs> I have very strong, like, like I, my fear was so much like it wasn't going to happen. What ended up happening was I woke up in the middle of the night and I could hear them, but I was like paralyzed. Mm -hmm. And literally I could feel things in my body, like inside my body moving, like my body was bubbling, like, and I'm hearing this. And 
they're all around me and I can't speak. And in my head, I'm like, I'm like screaming in my head. Like I wanted to scream to my partner. Like, are, are you getting this too? And I, and I asked him, I'm like, what are you doing to me? And they're like, we're just upgrading you. And yeah. I was, I was just like, and I, but I couldn't see them cause it was all black, but I could like feel them on my whole, my, all my legs were moving. And I was like, and afterwards it was like, I passed out and I woke up like 10 minutes later mm-hmm. and I like get up and I like drag myself to the bathroom. And I was like, I think I'm going to be sick. Like, <laughs> and that was like it. Um, and I feel like I'm still in this, this stage of like, I know they won't show themselves to me unless I'm ready. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, still not ready. Cause I'm still afraid. <laughs> totally. I feel like it's, I don't know if it's an age thing. I don't know, but I'm, I'm still the same way. It's mm-hmm. like, I'll talk to them all day in the astral, but in the physical is a different story. And I think it's just when we talk to them in the astral, our souls know what's yeah. up. And then in the physical, it's like our defense mechanisms and our fight or flight in the human, mm-hmm. they all get fired up to be like, I'm out of control in this moment, in this situation mm-hmm. kind of thing. So yeah, it's just something to navigate. Yeah. Well, Okay. I wasn't going to bring this up, but I feel like you're the right person. Um, I don't, I've never said this like on the podcast, but like, do you see, I very much get that it's like new generation coming in. They're going to look different, but I fully believe there's going to be like a bridge generation where like we actually physically transform like while we're here. Um, yes. And I have had visions for about a year and I, literally every day I wake up and I expect it to happen of like, mm-hmm. I wake up and I look in the mirror and I look completely different, mm-hmm. like in my 3d body. And then I'll oh. have, um, even like experiences where I'm like living my day like that. And then they go out into the world and then people are like making fun of me and like, look at that girl. Like, cause I look like an alien, like, yeah. and it's like, it's like, it's like, I look like a high, like I look half me half. I look very different. And it's been something that for about a year now, I wake up and I like, I have these visions of this happening of like, I'm looking in the mirror, I wake up and I see this. And at the same time, I just, I started, it was around the same time. I had a bunch of my clients tell me that they would all reach out to me and be like, I've had these visions that you like change the way you look. And I'm like, that's fucking weird. Cause of me too. <laughs> um, and yeah. so I like started to tune into this, but I haven't really talked to anybody about it. I'm curious if you have gotten that too of like that there's going to be people physically changing in the now and then I'm like this is actually going to be like my astral person that I'm perceiving like I'm curious what you think about that yeah years ago this this reminds me of something so I haven't had those visions or those dreams like you have um I have had people see me shapeshift in the physical into a giant gray being um but that's more of a I guess an energetic shape I don't even know I don't even know what that is but it's weird mm-hmm. um but the closest that I've heard to this was years ago when, when I was talking with the Galactic Federation about the Mandela effect and also the hybrid children and, and all of that stuff too. And the bridge kind of generation, they were saying that they are slowly but surely upgrading uh, certain individuals who have signed up to be upgraded at this time. And they're upgrading not just the energy and vibration, which is easy, but they're upgrading the physical. They told me like things like extra ribs, the heart is going to be in a different place, like more in the center of the body. Uh, what did they say? The liver was going to be much bigger. Um, just, just these, like at a just physiological, biological level, they didn't mention anything about f- like look looks wise, like physical features. Mm-hmm. However, cause I always like laugh about my height. Um, like I'm five foot one and I always say it's a cruel joke from the universe yeah. that I'm like, I'm used to being eight foot tall. And like, here I am like, 
anyway and, and no so, hair and you're like get this off I know exactly. <laughs> what this is gross like what is it and and so what did they say oh yeah like just a couple months ago I had all these people sending me these articles from like Eastern European, like some Eastern European country, like Scandinavia or something. Um, these people were waking up like three inches taller. And so I'm like, yo, yo, hey guys, whatever experiment you got going on over there, like bring it on over here. Cause mm-hmm. I could use some inches. Mm-hmm. So we're starting to see this happen. Um, and I do think that even the kids these days are being born with not just extra senses, but also with physical aspects of their body that uh, can't be um, explained really in that way. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, it all makes sense. I, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised, but I guess we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. But yeah, totally. I've been getting that vision for a long time. And I'm like, every day I'm like, that's cool. Do I look different today? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I guess, I guess we'll see. Um, and the last thing I, would, I was going to ask you is like, I mean, how do you feel about like, Galactic Federation trending now, like you've been communicating with them for a long time. Um, and I'm curious how you feel like, I actually don't even know what people are saying about them, to be honest. I just know that it's trending. Yeah, (laughs) totally. Well, I think what's really interesting is at the beginning of 2020, um, the video that kind of blew up was a Galactic Federation download, like a message from directly from the Galactic Federation. Now, I've been channeling them since t- 2011 and almost every month checking in with them. And then finally, 2020, well, really end of 2019, they're like, okay, we have a transmission and you need to give it to humanity. And I'm like, okay, cool. Just like I gave all my transmissions from you guys to humanity, I'll just say the transmission. They said, no you need to say that it's from us. And I said, what, are you sure? Like people are ready for that. And, uh, and so they're like, yeah, you know, and so that's, that's what I did. And, and, uh, that video just took off and then it was eight months later or whatever in, uh, December of 2020. Um, and then that, the, the original GFL video was in March where, you know, all of a sudden it was trending. So there's something, what I've learned is that there's, there's, um, There's a trigger and there's an unlock, a DNA unlock and activation within the words Galactic Federation. What's really interesting is that this guy, this man from Israel, didn't just say, oh, aliens exist, as it has been stated before. Uh, He said there's an organization of aliens called the Galactic Federation. Those words are actually awakening and triggering all these asleep individuals who have never heard that term before and all of a sudden are like, oh my God, what does that mean for me? Um, you know, who are these individuals, but why do I feel like I'm connected to them? Right. So all the Galactic Federation alumni and individuals who are volunteers from the GFL have awakened without even knowing that they've awakened from that disclosure in December. And then a ton of people got triggered in a positive way and activated from the video that I put out in March. Um, so yeah, so this is a trigger. This is an activation for galactic souls at this time. And, uh, and it's incredible that it's actually happening. Yeah. And it, I mean, it makes sense. It's like, I don't even know the first time I heard that. I think it was through, through you when I like saw you floating around up there and I, <laughs> I found out you're a real person. Um, but I've noticed like people in my life who are not really into any of this stuff. Like you use that term and they're like, there's no resistance. And the people I've seen, yeah. they're just like, yeah, we're like, wait, but who are they? But it's like that knowing. And I th- yeah. think. For me, that also exemplifies 
um, you know, I talked to a lot of people. I'm like, you're already sick. You just don't realize it. And I don't know if you ever struggled with this, but I did not realize my claircognizance for so long because it was like so obvious. Like, because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's that feeling of like, you hear Galactic Federation and maybe you've never heard of it before, but it, you're just like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, exactly. I just, I just, I know that they're there. The, the, I just, the word alien has a trigger to it in a negative way because they don't like to be called alien, right? It's like, they're like, why would you call us an alien when an alien on your planet means that we're not yeah. from your planet? We're not yeah. a part of you. I mean, that's the complete opposite of who we are. We are in, in essence, a very fractal, many fractals of, of who you are. So, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I always, I'm just like, when are you guys going to come down? And they're like, you guys are going to just shoot us out right now. Like (laughs) you're not ready, you know, like they're, they're not welcome. So, oh man, well, lots of good stuff. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, and I feel like people ask you a lot of the same questions a lot. And I'm just curious, is there anything that like you wish people knew about you that they might not know? Um, I think ultimately, you know, I've been kind of struggling or coming to an awareness of like, what do people even perceive of me? You know, like what is other people's perception? Like I'm just so removed in that mm-hmm. way. Um, the biggest thing would be that I'm just a human. I like really like, even though like I can do all these things and like, I really am more alien than human. I'm just, my life is boring. Like I live such a boring life, like other than the channeling of interdimensionals, like I'm just like bopping around, you know, feeding myself, like just doing human things. So I think people just need to, to bring it back down to earth. Um, especially when I feel the kind of pedestal of like, oh my goodness, you can do these things. Or like, you're this teacher, like, I don't know. It just doesn't, it doesn't feel right or resonate. People just need to know that I'm just like them. And, and it's, it's pretty, pretty boring over here. I, God, what was it? Like, who was I channeling? I forget somebody. They were like, you guys think you're all boring. You're never boring unless you decide you are. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm interesting. Like, even though I, don't do, I don't do that much. Like, yeah, totally, totally. So, you know, it's like, we're all boring and we're all super interesting uh, yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Um, well, this has been so amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And mm-hmm. I'm sure everybody's gonna, you know, want to learn more from you. So can you just remind everyone where they can find you? Yeah, totally. Uh, Just Elizabeth April on all social media platforms or elizabethapril.com for all my, my goodies and the things that I offer. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Huge thank you to Elizabeth for coming on the podcast and sharing her incredible knowledge. If you want to connect with her further, make sure you head over to Instagram. Her handle is elizabeth.april. And check her out on YouTube. That's where she shares a lot of her content. Just search Elizabeth April and you will find her there. If you did enjoy this, make sure you take a screenshot and share it on social media. Tag me, tag EA, and we'd both love to see that. It means the world to me when you share those podcast episodes. And if you do enjoy the show, make sure that you leave a rating and a review on iTunes. It makes a huge difference with spreading word about the show. And if you do do that, take a screenshot of your rating and review and send it to podcast at christinathechannel.com and you'll be entered in a giveaway to receive a free card pull from me about whatever you want. That's going to be it for today's show. Thanks again so much for tuning in. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I'll chat with you again next episode.